Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrison, who was charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Kanarek and Robert Goodwin. Kanarek was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrison's weapon, and as it was undisputed that Barrison fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting, and in the alternative, because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we broke from the direct examination of the defendant's assistant trainer, Justin Harden, to hear arguments over a defense objection to the prosecutor asking Harden about the defendant's awareness of disciplinary actions against another equestrian trainer. In this installment, we examine the final portion of Justin Harden's testimony. That's all coming up right after the break. 
the uh, the ceiling on the first floor and uh, most of the first floor was damaged. How was the state of the basement? Fairly damaged. Was it damaged to the extent where the working students couldn't live there that summer? Yes. Now, was that part of the reason why you weren't living in the second floor apartment that summer? Yes. And who was living in the, that apartment that summer? Pardon me, which apartment? Uh, who was living in the second floor apartment during the summer of 2019? Uh, Lauren and her boyfriend, Rob. And in case I didn't ask you at the beginning of the uh, direct examination, who is Lauren? Lauren Kenrick. And who's Rob? Robert Goodwin. Now, was it your decision to move out of that apartment? No. How did you feel about moving out of that apartment? Just irrelevant. It's irrelevant, so I think as we've talked about, it goes to the state of mind of individuals at the barn and whether or not that had any impact on the defendant? I, I don't think I don't think Mr. Horn's state of mind is an issue in this case, so I'll sustain the objection. With respect to uh, Lauren Kanarek, uh, what was your knowledge of her involvement and presence at the farm? She was there to train. Are you aware if she owned any horses? Yes. And do you recall how many horses she had? To my recollection, she started with three. And when you reference three, would that be, to the best of your recollection, horses that were boarded at the farm? When she started, and then that number increased over her time there. Did you have any uh, professional or working relationship with her? Yes. And what was that? Uh, there were certain times during her time there that I would help her with her horses. And you indicated uh, earlier an individual named Rob Goodwin? Yes. Who was Rob Goodwin with respect to Lauren Kenner? Her boyfriend, fiance. Did you have any sort of a professional relationship with Rob? Only to the extent that he would um, assist her with the horses. Do you remember approximately when they first started working with Michael Barrison or when they first came to one of his farms? To the best of my memory, it was the spring of 2018. And during the course of time that they were boarding horses and training, with Michael Barrison, what was the nature of your personal or social relationship with either of them? It varied over time. Uh, meaning what? Just in general. Meaning uh, there were times where we were uh, quite social and times where we had no social interaction. Did you have any direct or specific knowledge of the agreement that Ms. Kanarak or Mr. Goodwin had with the defendant? I had a general. And what was your general? Objection. Hearsay. I think he can testify based on his observations, Judge. Well, if it's his personal observations, yes. not, not what he heard from someone else. No, I'm trying to elicit that he didn't, I think he said he didn't have direct or specific knowledge, right. so I'm going to ask him his observations. Right. As, as long as it's crouched in those terms. So you indicated that you knew uh, that Ms. Kanarek had a number of horses boarded at the farm? Yes. And uh, also, I think you indicated that she was there to train? Yes. Would that have been for herself as a rider, for her horses, uh, or a combination of the two? A combination. Are you aware of whether or not uh, Ms. Kanarek was paying any money to the defendant with respect to those services? That, qu that question goes to your own personal knowledge, not what you may have heard from someone else. Did you have any personal knowledge of that fact? It is my understanding that she was. And you indicated that Ms. Kanarek and Mr. Goodwin were living in the farmhouse that summer, 2019? Yes. Do you have any personal knowledge of the circumstances of them coming to live there? Coming to live at the apartment or at the farm? Were you a party or were you part of any conversations about what led to them living at the, the farm? Well, hold on, hold on. Were you part of any negotiations yourself with regard to Ms. Kanarak and Mr. Goodwin staying at the farm? No. 
that's the answer. So, and so any information you have about it came from other sources other than your personal knowledge yes. and interactions. Yes. All right. All right. Move on, Mr. Shellhorn. In, you indicated that your relationship with them uh, fluctuated. Yeah. What was the state of your working or professional relationship with Lauren Canerac in this August of 2019? I, at that time, I was not uh, helping her with, her with her horses or her riding. And are you aware from living at the property, how would you describe the state of things at the property in August of 2019? Extremely tense. Now, I think you indicated that the working students were not living at the farmhouse that summer. Correct. And you may have already answered this. I apologize. Where were they living? Uh, they were living in uh, various locations around the stables or the club room of the of the farm. Do you know whether Michael Barrison and Mary Haskins Gray were living together during that summer? They were. Do you know where they were living at least at the beginning of that summer season? Also in the farmhouse at the on the farm. Do you know what living area they were living in? To the best of my re recollection, the main floor. Are you aware whether at some point they moved out of that house? Yes. Do you know where they went? They went also to the stables, the barn. But do you recall if anyone else was staying at the, the barn who didn't live there on a more regular basis at the beginning of August 2019? Uh, Richard Gray. Who did you know that to be? The father of Mary Haskins Gray. Had Ruth Cox ever come uh, back to the farm? Yes. And are you aware whether she was there on an overnight basis at some point during August 2019? She was. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. After asking Justin Harden about the sleeping arrangements of various individuals who had come to stay on the Barrison farm in August of 2019, Prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn moves on to another line of questioning regarding the defendant's state of mind. Are you aware whether Michael Barrison ever met with a lawyer during August of 2019? Yes. Were you present for any of those meetings? No. During the course of time that Warren Canerac and Rob Goodwin were at the farm, meaning either New Jersey or Florida. Did you ever hear Lauren Canerac make any direct threats of violence to Michael Barrison? No. Did you ever hear uh, Robert Goodwin make any direct threats of violence to Michael Barrison? No. Working with the defendant Michael Barrison for the number of years that you did, did you ever see or hear him lose his temper? Yes. And what would uh, a typical reaction be if he lost his temper? Be very vocal. I want to draw your attention to Wednesday of August 7th. Uh, do you recall what you were doing that day, specifically in the early afternoon? I was uh, working horses, riding. Do you recall where you were doing that? In the covered arena on the farm. Do you recall if you spoke or interacted with Michael Barrison at all that day? Earlier in the day. Do you recall generally what his demeanor was? Out of his mind. Do you recall speaking to him at all uh, or interacting with him that afternoon? No. Did you see him yelling or otherwise carrying on that day? I did not. Did you hear or see him running around the farm or the clubhouse or the bar? I did not. Up until the events of the middle of the afternoon on August 7th, uh, 
would you say that that was more or less an ordinary day at the farm in terms of your day-to-day -day work? For me, yes. Now, at some point on August 7th, did you become aware that pol police were at the property? I did. Do you recall, in general, how you became aware of that? I believe I saw lights first over the hill. Now, do you have any personal knowledge of what occurred at the farmhouse that afternoon? I do not. And do you still have any ongoing business with Michael Verisell? I still operate a portion of my business from his uh, farm in Florida. Judge, I don't have any further questions for Mr. Harden. Thank you. All right, cross-examination. Edward Belinkis rises to cross-examine Justin Harden. Mr. Harden, uh, when Lauren Canarek and her boyfriend, Robert Goodwin, first came to the property, you were very friendly with them, correct? Correct. We've been socialized with them, correct? Correct. And can I assume that uh, that relationship changed at some point? Yes. Uh, was Lauren Cataract causing problems at Barrison Versailles? Yes. Was she creating a toxic environment based on your personal observations? Yes. Uh, you indicated that you were training her when she first joined uh i i believe it wasn't when she first joined okay we're at some but point some point yes you started training her and did she always show up to her lessons no did she come at late hours to the barn or stable area after hours she had and did that create a problem to all the people that were living in that area it did and were you aware of the social media posts being posted by lauren Cataract? i was and how did those social media posts affect Michael Barrison? Judge, I'm going to object to the formula question. Judge, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Yeah, why don't you rephrase it? You were aware that Lauren Canaras was posting things on social media, correct? Correct. Did you ever talk to Michael Barrison about those? Not specifically, did you have a discussion regarding them? Just answer yes or no. Yes. And what effect did you observe with respect to Michael Barrison with respect to those? They made him extremely paranoid and fearful for the farm and everything on it. Now, you indicated on direct that he was living in the farmhouse underneath Cataract and Goodwin. Yes. At, at some point in time, he moved out of there and started living, not in his house, but in the club area, in the stables, correct? Yes. Did you have a discussion with him regarding that move? Yes. And can you tell me what effect you observed with respect to Michael Barrison after that incident? He was too fearful to be in his own home. That's based on your observations? Yes. He physically showed what you recognized as fear, correct? Yes. Now, this woman, Cops, that uh, the prosecutor referred to, did you have discussions with her with regards to what was going on? Yes. Did you observe fear? Objection. What's the basis for the objection? The ongoing objection, Judge. The state of mind of other individuals is not relevant. I think you've made that ruling a number of times. What's the relevance of Cox's state of mind? Isn't the issue Mr. Barrison? Judge, it shows the overall toxic environment that affected everyone. If it affects Cox, obviously would affect Mr. Barrison more because he's the owner. Uh, Let's not get into that, Mr. Belinkus. It's not an, that's not a proper comment. I'll, I'll, I'll allow the question and answer. Did you observe fear in Mrs. Cox? 
Yes. Uh, was she sleeping in the stables in front of her horse because of that fact? Well, hold on a second. Now that's going a little too far, Mr. Belenkis. You're asking him to opine on why she was doing something. That's not within his province. Okay. If he saw her sleeping there, he can say, I saw her sleeping there and when that happened, but not the reasons. That's something internal to her. Did you see Miss Cox sleeping in her stalls in front of her horse? Yes. I'm not going to ask you what the content was, but did you have a discussion with her with regards to that? Just answer yes or no. Did you have a discussion with uh, yes. Ms. Cox? All right, he did. Next question. Now, that safe in the office, you indicated that you occasionally had access to it? Yes. Was the safe ever left open? No. To your knowledge? Not to my knowledge, no. Did you ever see Mary Haskins going to that safe? Yes. Do you know how she got the combination to that safe? No. Now, the prosecutor showed you pictures of the uh, stable area where the horses are uh, housed. Is there a rubber floor in that area? Yes. And, and what's the purpose of that? So the horses don't slip on the concrete. Now, you indicated that it was your understanding that, right, that to your knowledge, was Lauren Tarak paying for her living accommodations? Did, hold on. Wasn't that objected to when I asked that question and it was objected to? Can you allow them to answer it, I believe, Judge? Generally speaking, yes. Not, not details. I'll move on. Was Lauren Cataract the only client on the property that was living there full time? Yes. Did you find that unusual? It was not normal. Now, you indicated that in August of 2019 that it was extremely tense at Barrison Dressage, correct? Yes. And was it tense because of Canarac and Goodwin? Yes. You indicated that Mary Gray's father came up. Do you know why he came up? From personal knowledge, not from what other people told you. She wanted him there to feel so she felt safer. You were at the uh, stables the morning of the 7th, correct? Yes. Was there an incident between Robert Goodwin and the blacksmith or furry on that morning? Yes. And we're not going to ask you what. Were any statements made that you're aware of by Robert Goodwin? Yes. Now, you indicated that when Michael Barrison loses his temper, he becomes vocal. Yes. Raises his voice, correct? Yes. Maybe yells a little bit, correct? Yes. Have you ever seen him get physical? Absolutely not. Now, leading up to the days of the shooting, did you see a significant mental decline in Michael Barrison? Objection. He, he can't testify about that, Mr. Belenkis. He's not an expert witness. Can you describe your observation of Michael Barrison, say, for the last two or three days prior to the shoot, shooting? I would say he was in an almost catatonic state, hadn't been sleeping, eating, glazed over, looking his eyes, just a zombie. Bathing? No. Shaving? No. Was he walking the property at night, to your knowledge? Yes. Did you, did you see that yourself? In other words, yes. not what you heard, you saw it yourself? Yes. All right. Very good. Was he despondent? Explain, sorry. Despondent? Uh, uh, depressed? Extremely. Was he able to perform the everyday functions normally associated with running his business? No. The first time in 18 years I had seen him that way. Did he cancel clinics? Yes. Did he show up to, to ride when he uh, normally did? No. Did he withdraw? Absolutely. Were you concerned about him based on your observations? 100%. I have nothing further. What? Any redirect? Uh, just briefly, Your Honor. Mr. Hardin, from having known 
Mr. Barrison for the length of time that you did. Would it be fair to say that he did have other emotional or, or mental struggles during the time you knew him with, for example, anxiety? Yes. And that existed before he met Ms. Kanarek? Yes. He also had issues with depression? Yes. And that existed before he met her? Yes. Nothing further, Judge. All right. You may one, one more question. Based on, based on that? Yes, absolutely. The observations of depression and anxiety that you observed on prior occasions, were these observations leading up to the day of the shooting much, much worse? Extremely worse. All right, you may step down. Thank you. With the conclusion of Justin Harden's testimony, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrison. As we announced earlier this week, we will now pause our coverage of the attempted murder trial of Michael Barrison and shift our attention to two high-profile Los Angeles trials. Season 7 of Jury Duty will focus on two sexual assault trials, the trials of Harvey Weinstein and Danny Masterson, which are currently taking place at the same time on the same floor of the Clara Shortridge Foltz Criminal Justice Center in downtown L.A. Because neither of these trials are being recorded, we're going to shake up our jury duty format. Two times per week, on Mondays and Thursdays, you will hear new episodes with reports from journalists who are in the courtrooms as these trials are happening. So join us starting next Monday, October 24th, for the first episode of Jury Duty, the trials of Weinstein and Masterson. And if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced and edited by Chris Taracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and trial audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the first episode of Jury Duty, The Trials of Weinstein and Masterson. <laughs>